Hey guys, welcome back to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. Got a long one for you today. Um, did a, a really great conversation with Deletto from New Jersey. Just dropped his new single and video called All We Are. I don't want to use the word interview um, too terribly much when I describe this conversation because it was more organic and real of a conversation than it was just asking questions and getting answers. Uh, we talked a lot about his video and just the perception and perspective that we both have when it comes to mental health awareness, suicide prevention, things like that. We both obviously have a, a strong connection and, and passion towards bringing to light that stigma, that issue, and trying to fix it in any way that we can. Um, again, this is going to be absolutely unedited, no you know, snippets or anything like that taken out. It's a very real conversation. It got very personal at one point. And honestly, I think it's important for everybody to hear, even with as personal as it got at one point. Um, I don't want to take anything away from the conversation that he and I had. It truly was probably in the top five of my interviews and conversations with artists ever. And that's saying a lot because the top three spots are bucket list people that I've interviewed. So that's more from a, you know, just a fan standpoint. If I'm going strictly based on the content that we just made, this is probably the best interview that I have ever done, the best conversation that I've ever had. And I cannot stress enough how excited I am to bring this content to you guys to help bring to light the issues that he and I see and hopefully get people talking. I would personally love to hear your feedback on all of this. Um, hopefully it starts some conversations with your friends, your family, anyone around you that you may need that conversation with. And honestly, even if you don't feel like you need that conversation, have that conversation. It's important. Uh, in the description, again, I'm going to put a link to the video, his social media, all that sort of stuff. I know the call quality kind of fell off there for uh, a little bit in it. And there's, there's a couple points where, you know, maybe it's not the most clear. Uh, we're working on some different things when we have phone interviews like this, but regardless of any of that, this conversation was absolutely amazing. So let's get into it. Here's the conversation with Deletto. Um, so yeah, to start with, let's just go with, uh, your name, you know, a little bit of background on you and, you know, maybe how you got started. Yeah. So my name's Deletto. Um, I am a, a solo artist. I'm from Northern New Jersey. I've been playing music forever, man. Uh, then I started playing guitar, uh, grew up listening to a bunch of early nineties music is kind of where I get most of my influence from, but when I got uh, to college, I actually got a phone call from a friend that was like, hey, would you mind producing hip-hop? And I was like, okay, well, I don't know anything about that, so uh, sure. And I gave it a shot, and I ended up actually working with a hip-hop artist for, I want to say, five to six years, where we ended up doing some pretty big things. We got a record deal thrown at us. Um, you know, we opened up for... Big acts like uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Meek Mills, Blue Boy Q, um, a few others. 
And, uh, you know, like, it was really it was amazing. I learned most of what I know now from doing that. Um, but I think from doing that, it kind of shaped what I was going to do for the future. So now, since I've kind of moved away from that, I'm back to my roots and uh, I'm able to kind of continue down what I had originally planned on doing. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of similar in that, like I got into hip hop for a very short time in college um, and it was kind of the same thing. Like I, I didn't do any producing or anything. I just had a buddy. I do concert photography and stuff. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So he, he was getting into doing some more like bar performances and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I'll come shoot your shows and help you promo and all that. So um, and got into it because of him. And then. Like you said, I, I've kind of went back to my roots where it's a lot more rock, pop punk, stuff like that. But um, so, yeah, yeah man, I know. think it's it, it's it's important. Like, you know, when I was when I was a kid, kind of like, you know, just doing the whole growing up thing, mm-hmm. um, I was very like, one track mind, like, oh, man, rock and roll. And, rock and, roll. <laughs> right. and uh, I didn't allow anything else to kind of, you know paved the way for me but uh once i kind of let that slide it's like oh wait a minute there's like a world out there that you can explore and it will like literally get you ready for maybe something you didn't even know was coming so it's yeah. kind of cool yeah and i think what a lot of people don't you know realize again i grew up with like the pop punk scene and then got into rap and then went back people don't realize a lot of rappers and hip-hop and whatnot is super diy as well there's a whole lot of like cross uh similarities between them with how they have to to hustle to get their stuff out there and just there's a lot more similarities than what people take at face value i think and, oh man i uh i know oh too well about that yeah, yeah. but i'll tell you what though it's kind of nuts because like you know being from both worlds uh i can see how you know music is music and you need to get it out there um, any way you can, and the hustle and the grind, you're going to be doing the same thing. You're going to be trying to reach out to as many people as possible. But I've noticed there that where it's different, it's like off the charts different. You know, like even from how the live shows are organized on the rock side to how the live shows are organized on the hip hop side um, to when you might reach somebody that's on the rock side and you're like, oh, I got this cool hip hop song. And they're like, well, I don't know what to do with it. And it's like, wait, but aren't you like in the industry? And it's like so different where it is the same. So it's like that grind is the same. Ended up in those same because like I I had some rock connections when I was in hip hop, and they didn't really know what to do. And then now that I'm here, I still have some of the hip hop connections, and they're like, well, we don't know what to do with rock. So it's like you know I'm still trying to make the phone calls, still hitting those same hurdles, right? Uh, even though I'm in you know different genre uh but there's also those like differences where it's like you know you can only go so far it's like wait a minute oh that's right that's hip-hop this is rock they work a little differently so i don't know it's just it's crazy yeah yeah and that again i think that's something that at face value a lot of people don't don't really think about and it's probably coming from the old school part of the industry that that a lot of that still happens where like the rap teams can't necessarily help out the rock guys. And you know what I mean? Like they're so focused on their box that it's hard for them to branch out. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, I think that's a big thing that, like you said, getting out of that one track mind is so important because there's a whole world of shit out there 
And oh, even though you don't think just at an appearance that that person's going to relate to you, you never know what's going to happen. So, you know, we're all dealing with the same problems and, and fighting the same fight. So, um, oh, absolutely. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the project, man. Um, you just recently got everything going on it. Um, you've got the new single out that just premiered on Kerrang. Uh, from what I've seen, it looks like it's getting a really good response on it. Um, yeah, I'm, I, like uh, it's it's nuts, man. I mean, you know, you do this for so long, and and uh, you know, because I'm the the album that I'm working on is called Old Kid. Now it's called Old Kid for many, many, many reasons. Um, one of them being that I'm 32 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, so when when I say that, some people are like, ah, you're a baby, and it's <laughs> right. like, well, hey, not in. The music world. I was like, you know, you look at some of these musicians and it's like 22 year old that's just like touring the world and, and is owning things. And, you know, I keep seeing that over and over again. And it's like, once you get to your 30s, it's like, well, it starts to change a little bit. But, um, you know, getting the Kerrang article, it kind of like just put a whole new, you know, fuel to the fire for me to where it's like, okay, so maybe this is something that I'm, I'm really going to just like, as hard as I can. And as fast as I can, try to just hit the ground running. And the response from that has been, like, my song hasn't really stopped uh, since the, uh, the premiere yesterday. So it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's, you know, again, with me and the website having a big focus on the mental health and, and whatnot, like we were talking a, a minute ago, um, I think it's super important with the industry that we stop turning a blind eye to it. You know what I mean? Like look at all the amazing musicians we've lost to, to suicide over the last five years and still nobody wants to talk about it. Well, and so, I mean, this is, again, it's something that like doing this and starting something like this, you know, I, I was talking to some people about it, and they're like, oh, your album, your album, and this and that, your songs, and it's just like, yeah, that's cool, but this one song is not really, I don't want to focus on the actual track, I want to focus on what the message is, right. because I think that's way more important, and that's where, you know, me as an artist, I don't put on the back burners right now, because I don't think that, you know, me trying to be like, oh, but what about me, is even as close to as important as the person that might be next to me that needs me to have a conversation with them at the moment. And I think that's something that people might be losing track of a little bit with, you know, social media and, and, you know, just the willingness to be, to be heard just to be heard where it's so much easier to want to like have a good time and to be like, Oh no, just forget all that. noise. So that's, you know, like, ah, that's it. I don't want to talk about this too heavy. This too heavy. I don't want to talk about that right now. Like, let's just, let's just go out. Let's just go have fun. And I think more than ever, we have so much more opportunity and so many more tools to our advantage to have those conversations immediately. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you want to talk about some of those artists that, you know, those artists that did take their lives, there's, it trails back to years ago. And it was something that, you know, people even back then, uh, we've made progress, but there's always, always room for growth. Uh, But back then it was even less of a conversation. And when you talked about it, it was like, oh, no, 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 he's doing fine. Let's not talk about that. We're going to hide the fact that he might be in therapy or that this person might have said, you know, oh, well, I might do something crazy. And people 
some of their gut instinct is, no, you won't. Right. And it's like, we got to reshape that mentality to where it's like, we have, like, we have the ability. And I know that there's nobody out there, and I hope there's nobody out there that is totally cool with their circle of people and even people outside that circle that are just feeling terrible. I know if someone came up to me and was like, you know, I'm not feeling so hot. And I hope that most other people, your question is, oh, what's going on? And I think that's a question that we need to kind of continue asking without it being presented to us and to try to understand the science because it's complicated. This thing is, is so complicated. I mean, human emotion and trying to understand what somebody's feeling in that moment before it's too late. You know, we need to edu- educate ourselves right now so that we don't have to go, oh, where did we go wrong? Yeah, Absolutely. Like, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I've written, like, blog posts and stuff about that exact same thing where if you're going to, not every time, but if you're going to wait for the person that's not feeling great to have that conversation with you, it's going to be too late. It, it's just, yeah. it's not going to happen or they've already made up their mind. It, we have to do yeah. better, like you said, as a as a culture in taking that first step and being like, Hey man, something seems off. You you good? Like, what's going on? And I think yeah, I think that's, I think that's, that's something that you, you know. I think as, as just as a, as a community of people, you know, it's it really isn't too difficult to ask in that in that regard. But and not even really like asking, but just getting into that habit. Even when you know, with for instance, youth itself. You know, right now we have a lot of the youth that's its focus is like, well, you know, I need to send out this Snapchat real quick and I need to go post this on Instagram. And it's like, well, that's cool, but we're creating something a little bit dangerous where we have the necessary tools to use that to keep in touch with people and not have it be used as a trophy for yourself. I, so there's a, I mean, there's a lot that has to go. Like, there's a lot that could be said on that. Yeah, I totally agree. Is social media has kind of morphed from I think what it was intended, like you said, where it's a tool to keep in touch with you know family members across state lines or friends across state lines, whatever. And it's morphed into this this tool of of vanity where, well, I did, I only got 23 likes on that picture. I there's something wrong. I have to do this better, whatever. Like okay, cool, but when's the last time you just reached out to your friends or said, hey, what's going on, guys? You know, like, it's it's an important step, I think, you know, that you're taking as well in putting, you know, like you said, putting this video out and then taking a step back from it as the artist and going, but listen to the message. Ignore me oh, for absolutely. a minute. Listen to the message. Absolutely. I don't like, you know, I... Clearly, making making music is a business, and, and you know anybody would they would hear me say like, "Well, don't worry about me right now." They'd be like, "Well, come on, that's silly. You don't mean that." But it's like, no, I one hundred percent mean. Put me on the back burner, and once you focus on this, then let's have a conversation about it yeah. as a human being to a human being. Because it doesn't matter. I want to make songs. I want to do all that stuff. That's cool. I'm going to continue to do that. But in the meantime, I want to focus on this right now. And so it's, it's kind of cool. I've been having conversations with people and people have been sharing some stories with me where it's like, okay, part of it is working, but I want to go even further. And I'm, I'm just starting now too. So there's going to be more times where I, I really want 
and I really hope that people do start reaching out and if people ever need to start reaching out, having those conversations and sharing those stories. You know, I, I, like I said before, it, you know, people, they're afraid to say that they're in therapy. I mean, how often do you hear, and let's put this in, into perspective too, and this is something that I think I'm going to be mentioning quite often is, um, you know, whenever you hear somebody's like, oh, I'm going to the gym, right? Oh, okay, well, I'm going to the gym. Oh, I need, I can't eat this because I'm on a diet. Um, oh, I'm, I'm eating light. Oh, today's my cheat day. There's so much talk about physical health and what you're doing physically where it's like, if I were to tell a group of people, I'm going to the gym, they'll be like, all right, cool, call me when you're done. If I were to walk up to a group of people, that same people be like, all right, I'm going to therapy, someone in that group might feel uncomfortable because they're yeah. like, well, why are you telling me that? Right. And I would venture to say if you had a, a group of 10 people, I'd venture to say maybe one, and that's even a stretch, is going to be like, all right, man, well, let us know when you're done or, you know, whatever. Like you said, it, it, they're not going to check back up for the most part. And I think that's the unfortunate thing is there's been such a stigma around that mental health conversation over the last, what, 50 years, you know? Like, I mean, it's yeah. basically forever. And yeah, so mean, now everybody's ties, scared to bring it up. Yeah, it ties into, like, when somebody is seeking help for, for drug addiction. Yeah. You know, like... There's there's so many people that that might have a problem and and it is a disease and it it, it sometimes it catches you and you got to figure it out and try to get help but it's so much more difficult to get help when you're trying to hide it from people. I mean, if I if I was sick and I needed to go to the doctor, there's so many people that would see me cough. You go into work, right? You have a mm-hmm. job. You go into work, you start coughing. So, so many people are going to go to the doctor. I, you need to get yourself sick. I don't want to get sick. You need to go to the doctor. Right. Right? Absolutely. But there is there is a problem when somebody walks in and somebody might seem a little a little loopy, maybe like a little weird, a little off, where instead it's now just like, oh, I don't know what's going on with him today. I don't know what's up. Yeah. I like, keep my distance from that guy. And it's like, well, that, that guy might be struggling with something that you can't really see. And it's harder for that person to get the help because that person knows we don't really talk about this right now. Like, I can't outwardly say this. Nobody's going to come up to me and say, like, here's a number for a therapist. How many people offer that? Yeah. How many people walk up and say, here's a number for a therapist? It's like, and that's something that's, you know, really when you think about it, all these new things can come up where you're like, oh, wait, well, why does that happen? You know, just keep kind of questioning how come this stuff isn't so prevalent and just like on the surface. So it's, it, you know, it's something that I'm really, really hoping to have these conversations and continue to have these conversations so that people ask the questions. And I think it's about that. It's about getting people to kind of even ask the questions or answer some of them. You know, just get people kind of thinking about it a little bit more as to how come how come we don't have numbers like that? If we, oh, I have a, I have a number for a doctor for that. Oh, I got my great doctor. But when it's like, whoa, I got my number for a therapist. It's like, well, most people don't have that. Right. Yeah. So that's a question that I would love to pose to a bunch of people. And it's not something for me to be like, well, same on you. It's like, no, 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 let's just have the conversation. Like there's an answer for it. Right. There's totally an answer for it. 
And I just want to be able to approach it in that manner. Like This isn't something that people need to be scolded on at all. This is something that needs to be approached to get perspective on both, on both ends to where it's like, here, you tell me why you feel this certain way. And now let me offer the reason why we need to fix it. And how come this can benefit from the way that you see it right now? Yes, absolutely. And I, I think that's huge. And I, again, I've had different blog posts and whatnot about similar where like, we have to stop being afraid of asking a question, even as simple as, hey, how are you doing? And then not listening to their answer. Because I think what we do is we say it just out of habit, and then it's just brushed off. No matter what that person says, it's brushed off as, okay, they're having a bad day or whatever. No, that yeah. that dude said, well, you know, I've had better days. Cool. Do you want to talk, man? Like, let's go somewhere. It Stop brushing it off as a, yeah, me too, you know, like whatever. It's it's no big deal. It'll get, it's fine. Like, that is not the answer. Like you said, it, it has to be, we as a society have to do better about, all right, that sucks, but let's figure out what caused it, what we can do to help, what do we need, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's that willingness to understand. I was talking to a police officer not so long ago um, when I was talking about, you know, this movement and trying to be able to, you know, raise awareness. And, and something that he brought to light where, you know, having these conversations has opened up my eyes in so many different areas. Because when I think about mental health, you know, it was something that even didn't dawn on me. That's like, wait a minute. Police officers should be, because he was even saying should be, he has taken upon himself to get the proper training because they deal with mental illness on a daily basis. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, and they're the ones that get called when somebody's a little bit weird. And he's, you know, he's had 700 hour training hours towards mental illness in so many different areas. And he was like, it's gotten to the point, man, when I go, when I go to these places, I go to these calls and I get a little disappointed in people because I'm like, well, that's this guy. He's just, you know, he's just having a moment. Just be patient. And that's what he, he was saying was just have patience. Yeah. And I think that was so powerful and so important that that's something that we kind of don't do. Your point was to, to listening is we have to step back. We can't be a step ahead. We can't be ready with the answer because we're not going to know the answer. Right. We need to be patient with anyone that we might see needs a little bit more attention. We need to be patient with them because even on the surface, if somebody's listening to this right now, right? And they're like, well, I feel these ways. I, I'm not going to tell anybody about it. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult if they're going to be like, well, I'm going to hide it as much as possible. There's no way you're getting to me. I'm going to feel the way I'm feeling. You can't pull me out of this. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to be patient with you every second of the way. And I'm just going to be there. And that's something that I think, you know, as far as asking the question, how are you doing? It's, it goes so far beyond just being able to just be present, be patient and be attentive. And that's something that, you know, even within this music video, uh, one of the reasons why I had it as a group of friends is because it could happen to your closest buddy. You don't, no, depression is something that affects all of us. And that's something that I wanted to dis, I just kind of 
want to write that off. I didn't believe it when I was younger. I was like, I actually, you know what I used to call it? I used to call it the D word. I wouldn't even say it. Because I was like, if I say it, it's real. Right. And there's people out there like that that will try to ignore it, that seem like they're so happy and everything is super fine. But it's about going a little bit further and just being there for that person, making sure you're asking that question, like, how are you doing? Is like, it's so important, but there's so many other ways to go about it. You don't have to even just ask, how are you doing? Right. If you're just present with them, if you're attentive, if you're patient, if they know that it's like, well, if I needed anything right now, I can call so-and-so. Yeah. I know I can. Like, I, for me, and this is where I'm so fortunate and where I get to talk about this in a different light, is if I, right now, where I stand, if I called somebody that was in Brooklyn, in Massachusetts, somebody that was in Florida, immediately they would try to get to me and there's even more people around me right and that's where it's like that support system and what's important about support systems like that is once you create that foundation not only are you there for somebody but now somebody is also there for you and that's the snowball effect that i mean i'm so would love and try and speak to you a thousand percent because it works in that effect is once you affect one person, you might have changed their life forever by having that one conversation, by staying with them, by letting them know that this is how it actually is. Not some messed up way of where you can't think and see properly because you're being affected by something. It's just having that person that's with you that might change you forever and now you know what it's like and now you're going to do the same thing for somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. So, yeah, I'm hoping for that chain reaction and, and the only way to, to really get that chain reaction is to just, when you start sharing our truths. And, I, I and think, for, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think that's, you know, hitting the nail on the head for the, you know, speaking your truth is, stop hiding kind of going back to like you didn't want to say the word depression because then it's real i think there's a lot of i say kids but you know a lot of people in general that suffer from depression and feel that way well if i if i talk about it then it's real and then i don't have to deal with it so they hide like you were saying and no everything's fine man when not everything is fine yeah and that's something that's really tough it's really tough to pinpoint, you know, and, and that's where some people might miss the signals and you're just having fun, you know, and you're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're and bringing it back. Maybe you're with a friend. Maybe you're growing up. Maybe you guys are skateboarding like it was in the video. And then you just miss something. Or maybe you're adults. You're going out for a drink with your buddy. He's telling you something. You're out having a drink. And that's all you're getting from it is, well, I'm just out having a drink. And it's like just that mindset switch where you don't have to do anything you don't have to put money anywhere you don't have to strain yourself you don't have to all of a sudden start preaching is this isn't something you need to rearrange your life asking, okay now we need to open up this book for this new religion it's none of that it is the easiest thing to just sit there pay attention step outside of yourself for a second and it's tough because people will hear that and like that sounds cool that sounds like something that's, that seems pretty easy. 
you know? Yeah. But it's, it's something that you really got to just work on a little bit, and then it's easier. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a big thing, too. It's, it's an unutilized skill set, I think. You know, like you're saying, it's something that you're going to, at face value, oh, that's simple. I can just hang out with somebody. But it's also the paying attention. It's being attentive. It's something that you have to fine-tune to some extent. Like, what's the normal for this person? What's their normal demeanor, their, how, you know, body language, whatever? And I, I have to notice when that's off, you know, to potentially step in. Um, but also, you know, making that person feel comfortable enough that they don't feel awkward because, oh, you're only hanging out with me because you know I have depression or whatever. You don't want them to almost feel pitied or victimized, you know? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then they feel more alone than they originally did because it's like, well, I'm not normal. Now I feel weirder because you feel an obligation. Nobody really gets me. And, you know, they can, it can get worse. And that's where, you know, you're absolutely right. This is something, and I will say, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, deny the fact that some people are born with an innate way to connect. There's other people that just, you know, you hear people say, oh, I don't, I don't like people. I don't like people. And it's like, that's a, that's a cop out to me. I don't know what kind of mentality, you know, what, right. what they have experienced. I mean, that, that's where, for myself, I know that I'm, I'm very much a, a people person. I always have been. Um, but I do understand where people say that, where it's like, well, you just experienced something that's like almost in the effect of if somebody gets really, really drunk and they get sick and they're like, well, I'm never drinking again. Right. And it's like, yeah, well, that's not the reality of it. There's somebody out there that you're going to want to hang out with and laugh for the night with. But I think as far as that any kind of like, I have a, a, a genuine knack for, Getting people, somebody that has that genuine knack, you know, that's the person that also needs to understand that and step up to the plate a little bit because mm-hmm. it's going to be the people that need to work a little extra hard because the minute that somebody tries to work on something and they don't see success, it's disheartening. And some people might be like, well, I don't know how to do it. I'll get somebody else to do it. And it's like, well, that's not the point. Right. The point is you're going to have to work on it because in the end, and this is as extreme and as crazy as this is going to sound, the end result to all of it, to every single piece of every word that we have both said, is you could save a life. Yeah. That's the end goal. Absolutely. And I think if you gave somebody the option, whether it's like, seriously, and this is going to sound extreme and crazy, but if you want to give somebody the option of, hey, here's the deal. You can watch this movie right now. This person is going to be really sad. You're going to watch this movie with them. You're not going to have a conversation and they're going to go home and then we don't know what's going to happen after that. They're going to be alone with their thoughts. Or you can take a second, pause what you're doing, and then just have that conversation that might change somebody forever and you might potentially save somebody's life. And it's something that seems so extreme to us, kind of like, hey, well, let me balance the idea of infinity. It's very difficult, but you don't know until you actually get there. And to get there is to actually try. Sometimes you might not even know. Sometimes there's, you might have had a conversation yourself. Like you might have done it to where you affected somebody and they went home and they went, well, 
today was actually a good day. Right. And and that's something that we we don't even like. I don't even need to know that. I just need to do my part. That's all. Because that's the end result. Is somebody might go home and go, well, today was a good day. What's tomorrow going to bring? Other than stopping it all right there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to. Hopefully, the you know most people aren't going to be this way, but you know it, you're not doing it for the recognition or for that glory of that person coming to you later and being like, "Hey, man, you know this night changed my life." If that happens, great. But more often than not, I would guess that even if you you did impact somebody like that, they're probably not going to tell you at least not right away. You know that may be a conversation years down the road that you know, hey. It was really important to me that night that, you know, we watched that movie and you talked to me. This is what's going on or what was going on. But don't do it simply because you feel like in your mind that's going to make you the hero. If I'm, you know, hanging out with everybody, t- asking everybody, I'm, I'm the hero. Well, that's not the right reason to do it necessarily if you don't genuinely care about that person being here. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to yeah. you're not going to genuinely be involved, you're just doing it at face value because you want to say and brag about that that goal or that whatever, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And I won't say don't do it because obviously we want to save as many lives as we can, but I don't think you're going to make the impact that you should be making or that you want to make if you're only doing it for the selfish glory of being able to say, well, I did this and this person is still here. Yeah, and I think even if somebody went about it that way, even if somebody was like, "Yeah, well, I did this," you're you're not going to have that that successful story right. because this is something that is and and like I've mentioned, it's just so it's it's intricate, it's so delicate. I mean, uh, every single person, every single person is absolutely different, and you can There's no handbook on this. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's part of why this is just so confusing and, and how come this is, is so hard, you know, because there's every single person is different. You might have somebody that's affected by, I mean, the percentage of people that take their life from, you know, it's our veterans. It's, it's yeah. astronomical. If you, if you look at the LGBTQ community, it's it like, and trans is one of the highest. And to be able to relate to everybody is almost it's a very difficult almost it's super impossible because there's there's ways to communicate and that is part of this is being able to work on your communication skills um but everybody is is so incredibly different and the human mind is just so delicate that you you know you're going to need to be able to do this properly, and if you were to do, if you were doing this properly, getting the right communication skill set to be able to just be like, well, I want my people around me good. You're not going to have a hero's mentality. It's going to be stopped right away. I mean, there might be some ego in there somewhere, but if that, you know, if that's what's driving whatever's happening, then you know, you're really you're not having the genuine conversation, and you're not going to be able to connect with that person. And that's what this is. This is solely connection and that's why i think this is so you know it i'd say for me it's it's disappointing that you know there's the conversation needs to continue happening is because of the connection factor is that it it takes a connection it takes one connection it takes sometimes it takes one conversation and it's it's hard because 
I will say this, you might have that conversation and it might not be good enough. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, that's where it's really difficult. And that's where it's, you need proper treatment, proper treatment. And so you have to be able to know where that is before when I said, I'll oh, pull out a, a number from my therapist. You know, I think being able to know where those outlets are, it might not even be a number for a therapist, but being able to be comfortable to know when it's like, okay, this person has mentioned this to me multiple times and we've had this conversation and they've said it again. It's like, okay, now what's my next move? You got to make one. Yeah, absolutely. You got to make one. And people are scared. I had something happen to me um, where I worked not so, not so long ago where somebody was like, I'm afraid to do what I think I need to do because this person's going to be mad at me. And that's something that I think happens quite too often. Yeah. Where we, as people, we don't want anyone to be upset, but we have to be able to balance what level that is. Because if somebody is super upset and it's going to be something really, really damning, then you're going to need them to be mad at you. And you might need to do something that is going to offset your relationship but keeps them around and that keeps them to be able to maybe circle back later on and be like, you know what? Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And I, th- I think that's, you know, one of those things that it's probably in a smaller number of cases, but having that conversation, you may quote unquote lose that friend for a little while because you upset them or whatever, but wouldn't you rather them still be here than not having said anything and you know they they do what they do so i i think that's the important thing is you have to kind of weigh that like you said for the balance of look it's going to piss him off but i'd rather him know and still be here so that we can work on it or that he can work on it whatever rather than me hold it in because that guilt that you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life isn't going to go away it's not going to get easier no, and that can create a, that dangerous spiral. Yeah, where it's that, it's that, it's it's even that because I think people do have that, and and I'll I will say this, touching on to the music video, uh, one of the things that I did, which I did on purpose, was if you watch the music video, and question for you, did you watch the music video? I've watched it about four times so far. <laughs> okay, great, great, because I, I was gonna I was gonna pose this, and then you're like, wait a minute, I don't know what we're talking about. Um, so. If I were to ask this question, why did why did one of those kids kill himself? So, and that's the, that's the thing in the video. The first, like I don't know, probably three times that I watched it, it honestly, you did such a good job with that distraction of the higher risk person that literally the first time I watched it, it didn't even click until the end of the video that the other kid had a problem. And I was like, oh shit. How did I miss that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and I mean that's the whole point. And the the you know, I think I was talking I was talking to somebody about this one when, when I was just previewing this video for some people, and and uh, that was one of the questions was, well, you know, what was going on? And my answer is, I don't know. There's a character in this music video that I have created. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why he killed himself. Yeah, and that, I, that was going to be no my answer. answer is that I would like to say, you know, from my perspective, that I'm kind of wondering, and 
since you're not positive, maybe you haven't thought about it yourself on this, but one of the things I kind of wondered was it, it appeared that he was helping be kind of the sounding board, the voice of reason, whatever, for the other kid, and maybe it just got too heavy for him, and he started coping with the drugs, the alcohol, whatever, and then that caught, you know what I mean, that that dangerous spiral. Yeah, it, so the, the, uh, the thing about it is, and, and that's really cool that, you know, you're like, picking up on different things and people will try to do that and they'll try to create the story and, and the thing, and not to like shoot anybody down, but the thing is that's what we do after. Yeah. Exactly what we do after the fact is once that happens, we go, well, uh, maybe this and maybe that and maybe, and maybe, and it's like, well, we need to have the conversation mm-hmm. and we, there's no room for maybe. And that's where it's, you know, even for some people that you even do know, that's where it might be a little bit even harder. So it's like, well, I know this person took their life because, you know, they were really sick and it was getting to them and they didn't feel like they could get better or they had an attachment to drugs and alcohol and they was taking their life over and they went, you know what, this is terrible. Well, in those instances, we might even have the answers, but we have to go a step further. Yeah. We have to go a step further. And that's where, why did that kid kill himself? I don't know. Okay, what can we do to fix that? Right. How can you find out? And it's funny because, well, I actually, let me pose that question to you. Because I would love to get your perspective on this. Because I haven't really had a chance to talk about this um, in this light as of yet. Right. So if I were to say to you, what could you do? What would your answer be? And, I, and this is something that is open for, you know, conversation yeah so i mean obviously if it if it's post the event which obviously we don't want it to be post that event um you know he had that notebook throughout the the video so going through that trying to figure out and piece it together as a kind of closure point but you know Mm -hmm. while he's still alive um you know i it's hard to say in the sense of knowing the dynamic of that friend group or whatever, he may have been the leader. So nobody else really checked up on him or whatever. But I think that's the importance is being able to set your stuff aside for a minute and say, you know, Hey, you know, this has been going on with Tommy. What do you think about it? You know, like whatever. And having those conversations, even if it's about somebody else initially, because that's going to open up. Well, yeah, I've been helping him out, but you know, man, that shit's heavy or whatever. Okay, well, how are you doing? So having those clear, open conversations while they're still around is is the main key. Um, but again, obviously, we don't want it to be post the event. But I think that's the only thing in that video um, that would solve that that mystery anyway is going through the notebook and seeing, you know, okay, he was kind of journaling throughout that whole video what was he saying? You know, what was causing him? What was weighing on his mind? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many points that, that they could kind of go over and they can go after. And and there's little, and I, and I purposely didn't make him big. I didn't want it to be like, Oh man, well, when he did that, obviously they missed it. You know, it's, it's the small, small things. Mm -hmm. Like, when they're even in the very beginning, one of my friends, I asked him, hey, what do you think about the video? He's like, the video is crazy, it's nuts. That kid can't skateboard. And I was like, yeah, there's a reason for that. 
And yeah. it's those small moments where it's like he's struggling on the skateboard. I mean, the struggle on the skateboard also symbolizes the struggle in general, but it's it's so apparent physically that you can see it. And he has to run down. He's trying to stay on that skateboard. Nobody's trying to teach him, right. like, hey, let's try to get you better on this thing or what's what's going on. You know, and, and that's kind of it. It's like, well, let me actually coach you through this. Because, yeah. I mean, I think even as as a society, kids, it's easy because kids, we, we can chalk it up to how, well, we're naive, we're just kids. But as far as a society in a whole, it's easier to look at that moment and to laugh at it right? That rather than step back and fix it. Yeah, and, and that, for, that might change everything. For sure. And I think with that, you know, it almost begs that question – so he wasn't good at skating. The friends are, you know, is he trying to puzzle piece himself in, trying to figure out where he belongs? And, you know, he desperately wants to be a part of that group, but they're still kind of, like, they obviously were hanging out with him, but not really accepting him yet, you know, and maybe that's weighing on his mind as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the, the, the real truth about that is, We'll never know, right? Because the the right questions or the right situations or the just being aware, being present, and like I had said, sitting back, having patience. Because in order to teach somebody to skateboard, if it's going to be a friend to a friend, you're going to need some patience. You're going to watch them fall, but the most important thing is you're there so they don't hurt themselves right. when they're skating. And I used so what growing up. I skated with my friends. Um, a little backstory to where that takes place. Not many people are going to be able to know, notice this or know this without me telling them. Um, is during the very few performance shots where I'm there, there's a projector playing behind me. And what's playing behind me is me as a kid in that same spot. That was the spot that I grew up skating at. Awesome. And that's where all my friends would go to. So... I really wanted to tie in just that personal feel yeah. because for me, it was, it was different for me. I got, I don't know what happened. I got, I became the luckiest person in the world <laughs> and I got the support system. Right. I never got to be like that kid because they were there. Even if somebody else was taking up all the attention, it didn't matter. Because the attention was shared. Right. And I think speaking on these wins, because for some reason, as a society and as a culture, we have built up the excitement, as sick as that sounds, because it is excitement to share bad news. Yeah. That's what we do. And it's not as fun when it's like, oh, yeah, well, we were fine. And it's like, what? That was it? Yeah. If you watch something, you hear something, it's like, well, we're fine. That was it? And it's like, well, no, that's, that should be everything. Yeah, absolutely. Is we were fine. My story, I get to tell it. Because I get to tell it. Right. And I, I hope that that success is what drives other people to have that same success. Is to have that attention. Is to be able to be patient with each other. Because it's hard. We have pushed ourselves so far in this category, and honestly, even dangerously so. The generation that's coming up is so, it's, it's 
so fast. It's so quick. It's, um, I, I was even making new songs and somebody was like, dude, don't make them like four or five minutes. Nobody wants that. Just make them like two minutes. And it's like, that's all I got. Right. That's all you got nowadays too. Yeah. It's almost like, but this is what we're doing to ourselves. We're, we are going the opposite direction. Where instead of the attention, we're becoming less attentive. And now it's that much more difficult to be able to be present and to hold, just to hold on. So I think that's something that really needs to be spoken onto and spoken about. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can handle handle this. And, and you know, I want people to be able to understand the, the proper treatments because it's one thing to just become self-aware. And then the next, what's, what's the next step look like? Right. Absolutely agree. And I think, you know, with that on the, you know, lack of attention, just thinking about, you know, like scrolling through Facebook, you're more likely to read somebody's status if it's maybe two or three sentences. But when it's got that little read more button and you click on that and it's, you know, four paragraphs, most people are just scrolling right past that. Oh, man, I know that, like, even myself, I do I do the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's and and. It's sad to say. It is sad to say that you might even see somebody with a long post that might have just, let's say, lost their grandparent, and it, and they want to express themselves. But it's just like, well, I get it. I got it. I got the point. And it's like, no, no, no. That's exactly what we're talking about. You didn't really get the point because you didn't really fully listen. Yeah. You saw a piece of it, but we need we need to hold this. It, this is too delicate to to be able to think we got it. Yeah. Because we might not. Absolutely. And, and how many times instead of actually, you know, putting a comment or sending them a message, do we just use those five little reaction buttons? You know what I mean? Like, I know, oh, sad face. Is, sorry. Yeah. It's, and I don't, like, like, I don't want to speak too much about how terrible social media right. is because there's, there's, a, there's positions in there for it to be absolutely wonderful. Um, and I think, but we're getting into a point where the bad is starting to outweigh the good. And even the way that, you know, with privacy and all that other stuff that that's out there, that the negativity is starting to take hold. And I think we need to kind of push that. And that goes with everything though, because if we can push these conversations in a different position, then, you know, you can start to make the change. This is something interesting. And I, I would like to know your perspective on this as a content creator. Um, what do you, how do you feel about Instagram taking the lights away? Honestly, I, so when they first broke it, I was like, man, that sucks. You know, like, how am I going to know how my stuff is doing or what people think of my stuff? And then I was like, you know what? No, this is actually really cool because if I'm creating for other people's likes, then I'm creating for the wrong reason in my view. Yes, I want people to connect with the stuff that I create and, and all that, but I just had a conversation um, – with a guy named Blaze from a band called um, Miss You. And he, he brought this up that, you know, if, if what you're creating isn't one of the sole reasons that you're doing it, then it doesn't matter. If you're doing it for the money or just for the likes or whatever, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And that really struck with me that, you know, regarding that Instagram stuff, if all yeah. I'm doing is doing it to see how many, how many little hearts I can get or how many comments I can get, Am I doing it for the right reason or should I just be putting out the stuff that like you and I have talked about, hopefully making that connection with somebody and they go, cool, you know, I'm not alone or awesome. I, you know, that's something I enjoy too and get them out of Absolutely. that mindset of the, I'm so alone. 
I mean, if you think about it, where in our life do we do that with everything else? You know, it's, right. it's, it's simply in that, and that's become the sole point. The sole purpose is like, well, now that I do what I used to do regularly, where it's like, I go in the store and I'm buying something. I'm not hitting a like button for the store I was just in. But now that I'm in that store, I need people to know that I'm buying this and I need to get likes because I just bought this thing that didn't matter before right. this. Right. And I mean, I think that that is really important. And that's when, when I first, honestly, the first time I heard it, I was like shouting with joy. And it, it, to me, it doesn't matter for the people that are going to get aggravated, you know, and I, Blaze, you said his name was? Yeah. Yep. Like, just crushed it with, you're absolutely doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, it's like, it's almost like, well, shame on you for getting mad because we've gotten to the point where we need to do this because it's, the negative is outweighing the positive right now. Yeah, absolutely. With everything that we're talking about is, is completely being ripped away, going in the other direction of that attention span and just going double tap, double tap, double tap, okay, <laughs> moving on. And it's a sham. Yeah. And it's a lie. The Instagram life versus what your life is like, I would love to see somebody throw up the reality of what goes on every day. Yeah. I'll tell you what. What I used to do, which I don't really do it anymore, is uh, I live with my grandmother, and she has dementia, and I'm her caretaker. Mm-hmm. And I every now and again, she would, you know, do something crazy and kind of silly, and I would film it on Snapchat, and she'd talk about, like, I'm going to cut your balls off, and, like, you know, it's... <laughs> Kind of hilarious stuff. Right. And like she pinned me down on the ground with her cane and then kept laughing at me. And so I was like, all right, this is ridiculous. You look like an evil villain. I want everybody to see this. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's funny and it's fun to laugh at, right? But And there's no harm from her. She knows what's going on to that degree. Right. That was in the beginning. Then it got worse. The dementia got worse. Right. So what did I do? I stopped posting about it. Yeah. Because the reality of it is too much for people. I would love to see everybody switch their Instagram game to what their day in their life is actually like. What are you coming home to? What are you doing? Is your day actually just you sitting in bed watching TV? Let's not get a close-up picture. Give me a wide. Let me see everything in that room with you right now. How cool is it? Because if you're posting pictures of you happy on vacation, that's great. If that's a constant. But let's see what's really happening. Give me a roadmap. Don't give me just the little quick points. Yeah. I want to know it all. And that's where we that we're creating this box that we keep shutting ourselves in and keep closing it to being like, no, but I'm cool, I'm cool. Look, I'm cool, right? Look, I got these new shoes. Do you guys like me yet? Right. So I'm I mean, I, I hope that this rolls out and that people because it the content might even switch. You know, when people posting, it might even switch because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What matters is if you need to call someone right now, can you do that? If you needed to be somewhere for some, if you need to be there for someone right now, can you do that? Yeah. Do you know what, where you need to go and what it takes to get somebody to the right place? Are you able to have a conversation about suicide? And this is something different. Can you talk about suicide to somebody that isn't suicidal and what they're going to do about it? Are you able to walk up to somebody and be like, hey, what are your thoughts on getting somebody the proper treatment if they're thinking about killing themselves? 
Yeah. Because some people might hear that question and cave and go, oh, I don't know. I ain't touching that. I don't know. Call somebody else. I would, that's the worst. I would venture to say, unfortunately, it's probably the majority of people that would do that. That just, I know. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but but I've got you know I've got a friend that maybe he would know. Like okay, but we can't play this game of telephone when the moment's here. You know, like no. Hopefully, and, and that's something where it's like you don't even you don't know when that moment's going to be. Right. Because and, when it happens, and if somebody kills themselves, you then go. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Right. And that's a shame. And I've heard people say this too. And this, this, you know, like, like I said, I don't want to sound heated. I'm very passionate when I talk. <laughs> so sometimes it might sound like I, I'm, I'm, you know, got a certain feeling about it. I don't. I really want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. That's my main goal. And like, for people to just care about people, there's no reason to get angry if they don't. You just correct it. Except, I will say this. This bothers me because I have heard this in the past when somebody goes, oh, what? Did they kill themselves? They committed suicide. Well, that's a coward's move. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That shakes me yeah. because that's 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 an ignorant shit right there. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get a little personal. Uh, my brother actually committed suicide a um, little over a year ago. And even oh, wow, from dude, Sam with that. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, but you know, even from family, I had heard, well, he didn't seem the type. Or, can you believe he would do that? He's got kids. Yeah, but why? where were you guys before? You know, like, you you say that you can't believe that he, he would be that way or that he would do that. And regardless of who it is, you know, it doesn't even have to be family. But to say that, but when's the last time you called him? When's the last time you reached out? You know, like they're not the the ones with the depression are not always going to reach out first. Probably less than half the time are they going to be the ones to reach out first. So shame on us for saying just like that, you know, well, can you believe it? You know, or whatever, like, well, shame on me. I didn't call him. That's on me, you know, and not to carry that guilt away or, or you know, around or anything, but like it's one of those if we're not having those conversations, you know, my brother, I, I knew that he struggled with it in the past and we had had conversations and he didn't call me that night, you know, and he may not, you know, whoever it is may not call you that night, but can you say that you tried? Can you say that you had the conversations, you know? And I think that's kind of one of the keys is stop looking at it from the surface, be attentive. Like you've said, you know, be attentive, be patient and let them know that it's safe. You know, I, I hate the term safe space because it's been taken over by politics and whatnot, but like, do your friends know that your house is a safe space or that you are a safe space for them to go no matter what's going on. And I think that's super important to know who that support system is to know, like you said, if you had to right now, you had to make three phone calls. Do you have three people you know you could call without a doubt that are going to answer and try to do something? Yeah. You know? I'm not, and not, not to switch things, yeah. but yeah, I, uh, I, first off, man, I am, I'm sorry that they, like that. It sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. I just want to like 
because I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot with anything. I don't want to offend you in, in any way with right. any conversation. I just want to make sure that you are good. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've definitely um, done my part with some treatment and things like that. So yeah, I've made as much peace with it as I can. And it, yeah, I'm, I'm good, and I appreciate you asking that. No problem, because you know, and and that's right there. Right there, and and I'm I'm sorry that like you know, that's that's what happens is is you're talking to somebody and, and you might be expressing and, and talking a certain way and you might not know that the person right in front of you has been affected by this and that's something that it's one of those things, man. Suicide, even something like addiction, it, it, it's you don't have to go down a long line. If if you're in a room with somebody and you just say. Have, have you been affected by suicide in, in any way in your life? Do you know anyone or, or have you ever considered? I don't think you're going to have to reach down. I don't think you go, I don't think you go down the line at all. I think you go to the person that's next to you Yeah. and they're going to just say yes. And that's where it's, it's so important because this is something that we can all relate to. And the questions that, that you, you end up asking after the fact, it's, and like I said, you know, you might even have some of the, the answers to some of those questions, but it's just like, well, what is it that, that we can do? And you don't want to have to kick yourself in the ass. And I, someone had asked me because um, they, they were like, oh, well, they watched the music video and they went, well, was that, was that about you? And my quick response is, is no. Right. Um, I have picked up pieces from my life um, and from things that I have seen and I put this music video together but there is heavy influences and when someone asks you know I, and I think this is something that if somebody asks you have you ever been suicidal um, I think at some point because we're human just like we, we ask okay what's out there I think a big question that we ask sometimes is well, what's the point Mm-hmm. And I think that question is so important to be able to just answer that in that moment. And even if if I were to say, "What's the point for so and so?" I'm not supposed to walk up to somebody, and I was like, "What's the point of being alive right now?" You know, like that question is loaded. Somebody's gonna get mad, maybe punch me in the face, right? <laughs> but like, yeah. But uh, but like, it's like, well. I, Passionately, I hope people have the answer because some people might not, and we don't know who that person is, and we might not know that we're talking to somebody that's directly affected and that directly is in tune with that. And and it's I don't even want to say we have to be more sensitive to the fact. I mean, we can always we can say it until we're blue in the face. We have to be more sensitive to this. We have to be more sensitive to that. I think it's literally like just attacking it for what it is. We know that there's this demon out there that exists, but we shouldn't let it just exist and hide because we can't see it. It's something that, yeah, I mean, even for, for yourself, you know, like now that I know that you're, you were directly affected and your brother had committed suicide, there's still a part of me that's like, well, I don't want to upset you right now. Right. And I think that's a human, that's human nature. Yeah. But that's what, that's kind of the point is, well, how do we fix it if we don't talk about it? Absolutely. We're going to need to be uncomfortable 
We have to get used to being uncomfortable in order to get comfortable. I mean, like, God, you put this in perspective with anything. I mean, we don't know that we're cold and we, until, you know, we feel it and then we put a jacket on. Right. It's as simple as that. And it's like, well, that's why jackets exist because sometimes we get cold. And that's the same thing for this. It's, we need to, we're going to feel a certain way, but what's going to be our comfort zone for that? Yeah. Where do we go? I know, and my girlfriend had, had even asked me this or said this to me. She's like, you know, you, you should you should probably think about going to therapy. And she's like, everybody should go to therapy. And I 100% agree um, about that. Everybody can can use therapy. But even, even now, somebody that's been growing up in therapy, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can attribute, and I actually want to take this moment now just to kind of call out um, when I was younger, I had a, a, a life, life-changing person enter my world. And this, um, this is something that I feel like when, when we talk about therapy, you know, we've, we've painted it in such a picture. Uh, you know, just socially and, and and through you know the entertainment world, where it's like, well, there's a nice, comfortable little couch. You lay on it. Somebody crosses their leg. They have a notepad in their hand, and they go, "Tell me how you're feeling today." Mm-hmm. And I think that notion might be like, "Well, I'm not gonna do that." Yeah. Where I don't know about you, but one of my therapy sessions with somebody who had just changed my perspective 100. percent he took me during a therapy session for him to get a tattoo. <laughs> so him getting tattooed was my therapy session. Right. And it was fantastic. It was everything that I needed in that moment. And that's exactly what I think we need to start letting people know is that there's a right way, there's a wrong way. And we have to get we have to get that mentality out that it's well, I don't see it. Because you got to just try different avenues. You might go to a therapist and you might say, oh, that didn't really do much. I feel worse. That doesn't feel good. I, when I was younger, I sat in a room with this man, with another therapist, before I met my, my one therapist. Uh, mm-hmm. who was just fantastic. I used to sit in this room and we used to not talk. It was, I don't know, it felt like it was an hour. could have been like 30 minutes. Right. It felt like it was an hour. Because I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there. And he didn't seem to want to get to know me because he didn't ask any questions. I think he was taking an approach. Um, if I could just kind of like come up with looking back on it now as, as an adult, he might have been taking an approach about, you know, okay, well, this kid needs this kind and there's textbook things to this and that, but it's like, well, his approach wasn't working, which is fine. It might work for somebody else. As well, I might be friends with one person and not friends with another one because we still, and it's not even not friends. Hey, we're not clicking here. So I'm going to move on to something that does work. And we, you know, we have to understand that there's that option. And even as people, Talking about awareness, being attentive, being patient. Part of that is knowing when it's like, well, what I'm doing isn't working, so let's try to figure something else out. And Absolutely. I was introduced to another person who, his words, his words to me as a 17 year old was, hey, cut the bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Therapists don't say that. Right. And he was like, no, cut the bullshit. 
seriously, worst word, cut the bullshit, you're being an asshole. <laughs> and I was like, whoa! I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and he just got to my level. And he was just there with, first of all, saying, okay, you just opened up the barn doors for myself. For me, that's what works for me. This is going to work for everybody. Oh my God, don't try that with everybody. No audience, because that's, right. that's the biggest thing. But he was able to figure me out. And then from then on, it was like, wait a minute, okay, I trust you now. And then he just started to talk, and I was like, oh, holy shit, I'm listening to what you're saying right now. I haven't had that happen to me before. And all of a sudden, things started to make a little bit more sense to me. So that, I mean, knowing, knowing that there are different avenues is, it's just so, so important that we not only talk about the awareness and talk about, hey, you know, we need to have the conversation, but it's okay, what comes after the conversation? Because even though you might even be helping right now, it's like, well, you have to know that there might be a later and there's going to need to be external sources. Cause not only did I have my therapist, but I had my friends. Right. And that's where it was like, well, I had two things going for me. I would go home and that was not my favorite place in the world. And I would have to fight through that. And then I'd be with my friends and I would be a therapy and it would just be like, okay, things suck sometimes, but that's the key. That's the key word sometimes and I just read uh, there is that movie that came out Jojo Rabbit which was a fantastic film Um, and it I mean it kind of opens up on you know the idea of opposites and and hate and all that and it really is just a a wonderful movie and the end there's a quote and part of that quote is no feeling is final and that's that is hopefully something that even somebody that feels that at that moment, and you can't really just tell somebody that you can tell somebody until you blue in the face, right. they're still going to feel the same way that they feel. It's just, how are you going to represent that? What are you doing to make that mark? No feeling is final. And that's something that I'm hoping that to open up a few eyes, to let people know that when you say, hey, I was in therapy, it's like, oh, cool. So was I. Yeah. That's like, oh, I go to this gym. Oh, shit, I go to this gym. Yeah, absolutely. The the physical aspect of it is just so people love it. They love to promote it. You see, how many Instagram accounts do you see with people that are going to the gym and working out, doing all this, versus how many Instagram accounts do you see about somebody feeling better and just being happy all around because they took care of themselves mentally? Yeah, it's a thousand to, to one, and that's even a stretch, I would say. Yeah, and I do get it, too, because I'll see it. There's some accounts where it's like, well, I want to spread love and peace and kindness. And sometimes you look at that and be like, all right, crazy lady. Right. I know what you're trying to do with your chakras and whatever it is. But it's like, no, nah, you, can't, you can't dismiss that. And you can't dismiss, you know, the people that are trying to make that small impact. All it is just boost them up a little bit because once they have the platform – Again, you're saving a life. This is something that sounds extreme. It sounds like, well, no, I'm not. But it's, in the end, you absolutely could be. And that's where it's, this, this video is something that, you know, my overall goal 
is is to just get to that point. And I don't. It's not something again where it's like I'm not going. Oh well, I need to save a life. It's no. We need to just get to the point to where we understand what's happening right. and what's at stake. Right. Totally agree. So, yeah. So uh, I think we did good. Uh, <laughs> we're a little over the hour mark. I don't want to, you know, eat up any more of your day. And, and oh, damn! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Right. But that's that's the thing. When it's a good, honest conversation and we're being real, that's how it's going to work. And you know, not just in us doing this little interview, just in life. Like when you can connect with someone and be open and honest. The conversation's gonna come. It may not be the first time or the you know the, the first ten times, but eventually that's just gonna be there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, definitely. To close this out, now that <laughs> now that we've uh, both you know gotten home from work, haven't had dinners or anything yet. Um, oh, yeah. Tell people you know anything you want to push, promote, um, where your socials are as far as social media is and all that. Like anything you got, man, go for it. Um. Yeah, I mean, the, my Instagram is, is Diletto Music, um, and it's so funny because, like, part of me is like, ah, just watch the video and just be kind to everybody. It's honestly, like, that stuff will come right. because I'm going to continue promoting this and continue pushing this. The one thing is, the one thing I do want to promote is, is the All We Are music video is to watch it but then talk about it. And not talk about, hey, man, good song. Right. You did good with the video. It's like, no. Why did I put certain things in there? How come the characters were the way they were? What friend is doing what? What's going on? And that's what I want to promote. I want to promote what is going on. What can you say right now for you? What is going on? And then I want someone to be able to answer that question. And if you do not have the answer to that question, there are resources out there. There are resources everywhere. We have the crisis text line, and then there is the lifeline number. Yep. And you can you all you have to do it's twenty four seven. Just give it a call or call somebody that you just call someone, talk to somebody. That's it. That's what I want to promote. Awesome, man. I really appreciate your time, and I appreciate you doing this on such short notice too. I know uh, this kind of got thrown together over the course of the weekend, but. Um, nah, man, it's totally cool. Yeah, so so we'll get all this put together and and put up um, actually for this week's tomorrow's podcast. So um, I'll shoot the link out for you and everything from there too. But you know, really appreciate it. It is a great video, great song. I know that's not what the focus is, is the song itself, but you know, it, yeah, that gets lost. <laughs> and, and like that's totally cool. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's so funny because like sometimes I forget that there's a song. Right. And that's, uh, it's, I, it really is. It's it's what, like that for me. It's the video. Any when I go and do these things, it's it's the video. That's really what I what I really want. Yeah, and I I think honestly I haven't tried it yet. I may try it after this. But even putting it on mute and just watching the video as a three minute short film, you Ooh, know. Actually, you know what you do is find a film score that resonates with you, something that's really emotional, impactful, and watch it like that. It. My it explodes. Right. I, I, I was doing that. I did that with a bunch of different things. I was trying out a lot of stuff because I really wanted to make sure I hit the tone. Right. So I was doing that and pulling inspiration from because I'm a huge, huge film guy. Um, and I score films well. So that's why I was like, I need these certain elements. 
awesome. In yeah. there. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, we could talk for hours and hours, and I'll keep you. Uh, no, I, I appreciate it. Like I said, we'll we'll get all this posted. Um, any plans for tour or anything like that anytime soon? Uh, I have a show coming up in Nyack, New York, on December twentieth, um, and then I should be releasing my album really soon. Um, and I will be playing New York in January at some point. I'll post about that, and then I should be having my album release show in February uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey. I still scheduling everything. It's still brand new. Everything is still very new. Awesome. Really appreciate it, man. Um, you know, again, let's let's both go get some dinner and whatever. But you know, great talk. Hopefully, we'll both be able to to bring a, a little more perspective and light to the the mental health. Uh, crisis. I mean, there's no, no better word than crisis for it. So let's, uh, let's all do our parts and, you know, tr- try to take care of each other any way we can. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And that was the conversation with Deletto, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, one of the absolute best conversations I've had with anyone in the music industry or outside of it, honestly, that I can think of, especially regarding such a topic that gets cast aside that is uncomfortable for so many people that they just don't want to talk about it. And I really appreciate Deletto, uh, you know, taking the time and as much time as he did for us to have that conversation. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. There will be links in the description to his video, uh, his social media. Um, I'm going to put up the, the phone numbers that he discussed and some other outreach uh, opportunities such as to write love on her arms, heart support, and hope for the day. Please, if, if you listen to that and you're struggling, reach out. There's time. There are people that care that are people that want to help. It, as Deletto said in this, no feeling is permanent. There's always a chance to change. So with that, guys, I really appreciate it. Let me know in the comments what you thought. Um, you know, give us, give us a like, a rating. Uh, I know we're still kind of new on this. But, you know, it'd be great if you guys could give us some some feedback on it and hope to uh, have some more great content for you soon.